Oh, we thought these socks was red. Oh, that was nice thinking of you. <laughs> <laughs> no, this was nice thinking of you. <laughs> you know what? You tried. <laughs> you tried, girl. You tried. Real off. <laughs> it's all right. Can't nobody. That was nice thinking of you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying. That was so nice. You thought those were red in there. That was cute. Clearly orange. What's your light like at home? Right. Nevertheless. All right. I'm going to do my like intro. Thanksgiving orange. Like harvest, <laughs> like cornucopia. We're blessed in the city and in the field. Okay, touch your neighbor. All right, don't start because you know she's not gonna be able to stop laughing. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna do my intro. Y'all ready? Hello, this is Yolanda Murphy, and welcome to this exceptional journey podcast where you will find inspiration to live courageously through adversity empowerment to live freely despite your past and ignition to live boldly in your purpose all by walking the survivor side of life good people what is up it is your girl yolanda murphy back with another episode of this exceptional journey podcast how y'all been if this is your first time welcome come on on come on in have a seat this is not your first time girl how you been all the kids how's work girl i know oh ain't it the weekend though yes <laughs> either way it goes thank you so much for clicking over to my little corner of the podcast world and rocking with me just for a little bit as you can tell from the title we have some just auspicious ladies here with me today um but before we get to the guest let me go ahead and plug my social media just real quick so y'all have it so that once we get into the convo it will not be forgotten hit me up on facebook and instagram at this exceptional journey on twitter at TEJ podcast, hashtag me TEJ podcast, questions, comments, suggestions, your girl wants to hear from you. So let's get started, ladies. As you can tell, I have some like my girls here with me. Oh my gosh. Um, I have Kelly. Hey girl. Hey girl. Hey. Hey girl. Hey. And I have Crystalline. What it be like? Oh, <laughs> Illinois. Um, so my girls is here with me today. We just gonna have a really great conversation. So these two auspicious women, um, are young adults in the best frame of mind that we can say, um, they under 45. Hello church. Um, but they are actually the daughters and slash caregivers of, um, mothers who faced breast cancer. So I thought it would just be absolutely amazing to have them on the show um, and talk about their experience being a young adult caregiver or being a young adult co-survivor and what that means from the other side of the spectrum, not necessarily being a survivor, but what it looks like being a woman um, and a daughter of a woman who fought this battle and what it looked like and felt like for you. So thank y'all for coming. No problem. Pleasure. Uh, you know Pleasure. what? I'm just saying. No problem. <laughs> anyway, so let's first start. I mean, whoever, we'll start with Kelly, I guess, because she's sitting closest to me. So what's your story? Tell me about mom. Tell me what her journey was. And then, you know, we'll go from there. So um, my mom got diagnosed um, in 2014. She was 56, I believe. Um, so not necessarily too old, not too young, just kind of, I guess her oncologist said it was kind of in between. Mm -hmm. um, so she got diagnosed in October and that was a blow that we were not expecting. I don't know what kind she had. Um, I know that they're like, a, or a bunch of different, mm -hmm. a bunch of different kind. And I, I cannot remember for the life of me and neither can she, her brain was gone before she had cancer. So Hello, church. chemo didn't do it. Didn't really help much. Um, so when she got diagnosed, I had just gone back to school. Um, I had just started to um, my journey back to get my bachelor's in education. And so that was a, a blow that um, none of us were expecting, especially me, because I knew that I was going to have to do most of the heavy lifting. So, yeah. Um, so she had, um, she ended up having a mastectomy, a full mastectomy on her left side in November of that year. And then she started chemo in March of 2015. 
did four rounds and then um, was declared cancer free in I think June. So that summer. So it was probably about six months. Is that maybe somewhere around give there? Or take, yeah. yeah, give or take. Um, it was difficult. Um, I have a brother and um, he doesn't do well with stuff like this. I mean, he's a good caregiver. So like when she got home, um, it was easier for him to like help me take care of her and stuff like that. But walking through like chemo, taking her to appointments, sitting with her through chemo, that was all me. Mm. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And then did she do anything after chemo? Does she have radiation? Anything? No, she didn't need to have radiation. She just takes um, a pill. I think it's tamoxifen. I'm not 100% sure. Yeah, she just she takes, takes a pill. Something. She takes something. Okay. Um, and she has to take that forever to keep it away. She just went for her yearly this past summer, and she's still cancer-free. Wonderful. Yeah. So she's three years out now. Wonderful. Okay. So that's mom number one. Mm-hmm. Mom, mom, do you want to tell her name? Oh, Maida. I'm sorry. Mom Maida. Mom Maida. Hey, girl, how you doing? <laughs> hey, mom. Hey, mom. All right, so that's my mate. And Chris, tell us about mom. Mom is Willa Barger. Willa. <laughs> Willa <love> May. <laughs> Willa May. <laughs> she was diagnosed, I want to say April, May of this year, 18. Um, she had just had a mammogram in December Mm. um, and she's always had some issues with calcification. Mm. Um, So she, you know, continues to get, you know, she's older, so she gets mammograms and things of that nature. Um, And so her breasts were fine in December. Well, between December and maybe March, Mm. she started kind of discharging some um, bloody type of discharge from uh, one of her nipples. And of course she thought that was weird. So she went in. Um, and they said that there was about a inch um, in circumference um, spot on her breasts. And they weren't really sure, like, what mm. stage or where it was or if it was anywhere else. And supposedly saw something behind one of her breastbone as well. Mm. So they immediately told her um, that they would like to do a couple rounds of chemo um, and then see where, what, you know, where she is after that. So in July, she started chemo. And she did four rounds. Chemo is terrible. So Chemo's horrible. Um, it really Truth. would. Um, she's a trooper. She's mm-hmm. very independent, and she's a trooper. Um, and so my sister went with her. So my mother's in Illinois. Mm-hmm. Let me say that. And I'm in Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Um, and so my sister went with her maybe the first um, treatment that she got. And then after that, she would take herself. Um, right. What? So this is Willa May. Yes. Yeah, so Willa May. <laughs> Mom. She would take herself, and so the day of chemo, she would be fine. She loved her little center. They had all. It was mm-hmm. like being in a spa. So oh, she beautiful. she went right. So she went and did her chemo treatment, and for like a day or day and a half after that, she would be running errands and doing whatever, and you know just taking it easy. But it would take her down like the third day, mm-hmm. like you know. Mm-hmm. And so she would be out for like two weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, just really, you know, just in the bed, things of that nature. I want to see her in August mm-hmm. um, and tell me if I'm doing too much talking um, before mm-hmm. your, your next question. Mm-hmm. But I want to see her in August and just wanted to kind of um, do what I could as a um, as her support, like clean the house and mm-hmm. do some things that she wouldn't be able to do. Um, and same little pattern, you know, she had just had her treatment the day I came in. Um, and then she and I had pizza um and uh she was with me the next day and then saturday morning she was down mm-hmm. um and that was hard to see that mm-hmm. was hard to experience and mm-hmm. it made that time of um being illinois pennsylvania very difficult mm-hmm. um, but i will say this so my mother was 67 she just turned 68 and she told me that she believed god mm-hmm. um, and that god said he had it mm-hmm. and um, that she would go through this journey and she would be out on the other side of this journey mm-hmm. Um, and so just as I did with you, mm-hmm. um, when you were diagnosed and you let us know, I said, all right, let's ride. So mm-hmm. that's where you say you are. That's where I am too. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, Absolutely. And then because I'm a believer myself, mm-hmm. you know, that's what I choose to be mm-hmm. anyway. Um, but definitely you say that's where you are. Then we're riding. Mm-hmm. I'll support you and encourage you, you know, because that's where you say we are. Mm-hmm. And that's what we did. Um, I went home in October. She had a double mastectomy. Mm-hmm. She said she didn't care anything about breast or hair. <laughs> so she had <laughs> take these bad boys. I'm good. Mm-hmm. Um, so she had a double mastectomy. The 26, she's having plastic surgery. Mm-hmm. Um, and she just did four rounds of chemo, no radiation. Her lymph nodes were clear. Lymph node was clear um, on her left breast, I believe it is. Um, 
and no signs of cancer anywhere else either. Mm-hmm. Yes. So she's doing wonderful. Um, doing awesome. She's doing good. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Yay. All right. So we're talking about um, my mate and my Willa. And so, of course, we have to, I mean, as you all have already heard, we are women of faith. I mean, if you've listened to any of my podcasts before now, you already knew that about me. Um, But, excuse me, these ladies are as well. And um, so let's just start here. So those, that's, those are the backstories. Mm -hmm. So either of you can start, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. So Crystalline kind of touched on it. How did it make you feel to see your mom, the one who has cared for you? be the one that needs to be now cared for. That was a rough time. (laughs) This is the first time I've ever seen my mother in a hospital bed Mm. being wheeled out of my sight. Mm -hmm. Mm. Um, And and honestly, so when that happened, it was my sister. She's two years older than me. Mm -hmm. And my mom and sister's pastor. Mm. And we both, my mom said, (laughs) when they got ready to wheel her out of the room, (laughs) that we three stood up like, they need to ask us for permission. We were about to take somebody down. We were about to take somebody right. down. I can imagine. And she said she had to. She said if y'all could have saw the looks on y'all's faces, but it was real. That mm-hmm. and then to also see her down after her chemo treatments. Mm-hmm. I'm not used to my mom being down. Like I said, she's independent. Mm-hmm. When I got her, her her first cell phone, that lady figured it out on her own, like speakerphone and all. And now she has the same, like the Samsung 7 that I have. And mm-hmm. she figured that out too. Like, I didn't have to do anything for her. Oh, she's about it. But, yeah, right, she's not with it. She really is. <laughs> so, <laughs> she's not with it. <clears throat> to see her, you know, not able to care for herself mm-hmm. and us having to clean um, drains and measure mm-hmm. and, oh, yeah, that that's that that was something. Mm-hmm. That was something. Mm-hmm. I have the exact opposite experience. This is not the first time my mother has been majorly mm-hmm. ill. Mm-hmm. So, um, let me see. A year and a half, maybe prior to that, my mother had um, major heart surgery. Mm-hmm. That is what took me out because I was not prepared for that. Mm-hmm. Um, because she could have lost her like everything happened so quickly when she had that heart surgery. Like she was, she went for a um, a doctor's appointment on Tuesday, and they were cutting into her by Friday morning because wow. they needed to. You know, she, if if they hadn't caught the blockage, she would have lost one of her legs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was my first introduction to like, oh man, my mom. What am I supposed to do? Because mm-hmm. everybody expected me to make the decisions mm-hmm. because I'm the oldest. I have a, my brother is um, two years younger than me, but I'm the person that's in charge. And that was really hard. Mm-hmm. So when she got diagnosed um, with cancer, it was just like, okay, here we go with another major um, health crisis. Like, what is, what is this one going to look like? Mm-hmm. What do I have to expect for, you know, what do I have to expect for this one? So it was, it was more of, um, for me this time, it was more of um, trying to find a balance with how to juggle my life as a young adult mm-hmm. and juggle her as well because she couldn't take care of herself. My, Like I said, my brother is not the one to, you know, take her to appointments and sit and talk to doctors and sit at the hospital for hours on end. That's just not him. Um, I knew I could count on him once she got home. Mm-hmm. But before that, it was just like, okay, how am I going to juggle this? Mm-hmm. Um, but it, I mean, it was rough. I definitely, I cried when I found out. Um, because even my mother was scared. I left this, this out at the beginning. This was her first ever mammogram. Mm -hmm. She had never had a mammogram before. And she went to go get one because we had been telling her like, mom, you need to go get one. Like you need to, it's better to know that there's Mm -hmm. nothing wrong versus, you know, being scared to not go and get one. And then she went and found out that she had cancer. So Mm -hmm. it kind of, that was the hard part because she was like, if I had just not gone, I would have never known. And I said, yeah, well then you would have died. Right. Right. How would that have been helpful? Right. So that that part was tough because I knew how how much it messed her up, mm-hmm. and I couldn't react. That's mm-hmm. always been the thing with my mom. Whenever she gets sick, whenever it's serious, I can't react because she looks to me for strength. Mm-hmm. So I had to hold it together until I hung up the phone, and then I collapsed and was like, "What am I going to do now?" Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Okay. So I mean, I, th- I think interestingly enough, there's a, a running theme. Um. I mean, because there are moms. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, they're moms. You know, they loved on us and boo-boo, you know, gave Band-Aids on boo-boos. Absolutely. For us, and then here we are. Now have, well, here y'all are. Not me, sorry. <laughs> Thank God, not yet. Father. Um, but here you guys are having to, you know, see them. Like you said, you've never seen them. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, with your mom, it was the heart surgery. But still, mm-hmm. like, not being able to take care of herself and, you know, seeing her 
probably at her weakest moment. Yep. You know what I mean? And here you are as the child um, and a daughter, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Having to see her at this low moment. And mm-hmm. like you said, unfortunately, you kind of had to say, okay, let me, what am I, how can I do this and this? Mm-hmm. Um, because life goes on and life moves forward for you while you take care of her. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think it's a very poignant um, thing to, to, to think, you know, Chris, when you talked about, you know, your mom being there and you're here mm-hmm. and the faith that it took, you know what I mean? To be able to be like, I got now. Right. <laughs> Listen, you I'm not got there. Her. Right. I mean, not necessarily that you would be able to fix anything from there anyway, right. but mm-hmm. you can lay eyes on her. You right. can touch her. You can feel her. Exactly. <clears throat> Excuse me. But from miles and miles and hours away, that, that faith had to have kicked in. Yeah. You know what I mean? That faith had to have been like, all right, then. Mm-hmm. Um, I trust you. Right. And I think that's, um, a big deal, you know what I mean? When it comes to being, uh, how do I want to say this? Not necessarily the lower one, but being the child and watching your parents get older, um, your parents get sick. Um, you know, I'm kind of going through the same thing now. My dad had hip surgery for a fifth time. Um, and to see him who y'all know my dad, very vibrant, very, Mm -hmm. um, Hey dad, how you doing? doing? We mean to try to call you out, but, um, sorry. You in here now. But um, it was very, it was a big deal, you know what I mean? To see him walking around with a walker, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, he, um, him and my mom were at the mall and it was not devastating, but it was like, oh snap. Like it was you a reality it. check. Yeah. yeah. You know, he's someone who I got to keep up with. Dad, where are you going now? Right. Like, where are you Slow going? down. <laughs> right. But now he's chilling, all the way chilling. And that's, that's daunting. It can be daunting yeah. from, mm-hmm. a, from a child's perspective. So. That's, that's very interesting. So let, let's ask this. So moms are good now. We, we definitely mm-hmm. heard yes. both of them are doing well, cancer yes. free. Yep. Yes. Um, I it's think it's work. interesting though. <laughs> Mom Willa's perspective, take these boobs. I don't need yeah. them. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need them. I don't need them. That's so, the same thing my mother good. said. <laughs> oh, did she? She said the same thing. She said, um, boobs are for feet and babies and my babies are grown. Take it. <laughs> that's so funny. That's literally what she that's told the surgeon. So funny. And that, and he was like, okay. okay. <laughs> And then they asked her the difference once again between our mother. My mother didn't want reconstruction. She was like, I'm about to be 60 years old. What do I need reconstruction yeah. for? Yeah. That's just another surgery. Longer mm-hmm. heel time. She's t- take it and I'll be just fine mm-hmm. without it. And that's how she's been. Yeah. Yeah. I was having a conversation with a fellow uh, breast cancer survivor. And I was like, you know, thank God I'm no evidence of the, d- of the disease right now. I said, but if it were to come back for whatever reason, you know, y'all need to take them. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would miss them because there's. <laughs> They're such a big part of me, and they're, they've been with me. They've, they've been, been with, with me, me so long. for so long since like fourth grade, fifth grade. Um, they're just my buddies. But um, <laughs> but what I'm saying though is is I would not hesitate to be like taken because you're not gonna kill me. Right. That's what you're not gonna do. Right. And exactly. then I really had to think like, would I really want reconstruction? I mean, it, it definitely would look weird. Like Yolanda. Oh. Um, hey. Um, Hey girl. hey girl, it would. I would look and feel weird, but guess what? I don't think I would. I don't want nothing foreign in my body. I don't. Okay. That's my thought that's process. Fair. Um, that means I don't got to wear no bras no more. Y'all go ahead. Y'all can have all that. <laughs> y'all can listen. Y'all can have all of it. Listen. But then again, you know, I'm thinking. But you know, would it still being a, kind of a young woman? You know, what I mean, how would mm-hmm. that yeah. Pair for dating and yeah. you know what I mean. You got to think about all of that type of stuff. So yeah, for all the mothers, so they don't have to worry about exactly. Them. Yeah, they exactly. just not thinking about it no more. They are. Right. My kids are grown. Right. <laughs> I'm not having no more. I'm I'm just I'm just chilling. What do I need yeah. these for? That's... Care if I get married? Care if I don't? Yeah. Right. <laughs> this is who I am. Right. And this is what I face. This is right. me. Hello. All right. <laughs> yeah. So let me ask this. So now that you know mothers are doing well, we're you know kind of out. Well, mom is still having reconstruction. Yes coming up but we're out from the disease mm-hmm. yes um so how do you view your mothers now like not necessarily i mean she's mom of course but i mean how do you view her after her battle i feel like my mom is going to outlive us despite us because mm. my mom is one of the more sick people in the family mm. and my family is very um y'all know my family my family is crazy we always telling jokes about 
it was what seems like inappropriate stuff. Um, I mean, and let me let me clarify that. To give an example, my grandmother, when she was still living, was a bilateral amputee, did not have legs, and threatened to kick people down steps all the time. That's my family. So when my mother got cancer, um, once we got over the shock of it, we went we went just exactly how we are. And my uncle's like, so are you trying to get out of doing something? Like, we're supposed to be having this family breakfast come up and you're in charge of pancakes. Like, what's going on, mate? Where are the pancakes? Where are the pancakes? Like, that's... That, that had to be Uncle Tom. Absolutely. It was Uncle Tom, 100%. So um, just dealing with... Um, I just... I, I look at my mother and I think, like, I know at some point we're all going to die. Like, that's, you know, that's just life. That's what happens. But all of this major stuff that I have seen take people out. Mm -hmm. And my mom is just like, yeah, no, I'm still here. Hey, mm -hmm. um, well, she came out of major heart surgery that should have taken her out with all of her other issues. My mother has had multiple TIAs, uh, mini strokes, multiple small uh, heart attacks. And this is since surgery mm -hmm. and she's still here. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, she's kind of resilient. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, maybe that's one of the traits that I've grabbed from her. That's kind of where I was at the end of her chemo treatment. I was like, well, maybe I'm a lot stronger than I realized because of my mom, because mm -hmm. my mom has beat so much stuff. Mm -hmm. Like there are things that are not going to take me out because I'm her daughter. And that's one of the traits of hers that mm -hmm. I picked up. So that's kind of how I, I have, my views have changed on my mom a little bit. Like she's going to outlive all of us. Mm -hmm. I'm convinced. Like she's going to be like here getting caught up in the rapture when Jesus comes back. Like that's, that's gonna be my mom. She's gonna be like 170, just walking to earth, chilling. And if you can't tell, we all sing as well. Yes, so. we do. You know, yes, we, we do. You know. So yeah, we gonna hold a little note. Little something. Little something. Okay. So how about you, Chris? My mother. So there's a couple of things. One, um, my mother. So I stay at the hospital with her after her surgery, and that night, in the middle of the night, she. I awoke, she awoke me, to her in worship. Mm. And the only thing I could hear was, thank you, Jesus. And it started from a whisper to as loud as she could make it. Mm -hmm. I mean, the nurses were kind of like creaking the door, like, is she okay? Mm -hmm. um, and even before that, when she was being wheeled down in the elevator, um, the orderly that was wheeling her, said that she was whispering worship to God mm. yes. while she was coming down. Yes. Um, and so for me with that, it was just like, okay, so this ain't a game. Mm -hmm. Right. When when she says she she takes God at his word mm -hmm. and she believes God, mm -hmm. if no other time do I believe her, I definitely believe her now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so I see her as a strong woman of faith that no matter what is determined to stand. Mm -hmm. And I think that speaks volumes to me as I am continuing to walk this journey of life mm -hmm. um that i have to be strong it has to be strong no matter what mm -hmm. doesn't mean i won't cry doesn't oh, mean i won't course. be upset Absolutely. we have our moments um, won't be angry i'm dealing with some little anger now mm -hmm. with a particular subject but <laughs> um continuing to to take god at his word um and trusting him so i definitely see her in that light so that's one way um i think you know that just clarified even more so for me um, she was definitely, I always, always, always knew that she was the woman of faith mm -hmm. so much so that like, um, in college she came to visit when I, you know, became Miss Wilberforce. Um, and I told my friends, I said, now don't be surprised if my mom starts shouting. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so they circled me and sang one of the songs we sang for university choir mm -hmm. and lo and behold, I just had to start cracking up laughing. Cause I was like, there she go. And I told y'all, <laughs> I warned y'all. And so they can do is you know, sing and grin at the same time. Um, so she's definitely a woman of faith. Um, then the second light is that I'm her power of attorney. Mm. And so for me, that piece kind of clarified a little bit more. Um, so last year, so I'm, I'm actually a, um, a co-survivor for two of mm. my parents. My father died last year mm -hmm. uh, from prostate cancer um, that he had had since 2007. Mm. He was diagnosed in 2007 um, and went through years of remission. He is a Vietnam veteran. He was a sergeant. Um, and they said he had prostate cancer due to Agent Orange mm. um, from his time in mm. Vietnam. It took all these years um, to show up in his prostate. And he actually told me before he, um, and that's another subject, and I'm sorry, but um, mm, you know, he, he told me before he went to get it checked, and I encouraged him um, to get it checked. And he was very hesitant about, because he knew it would alter his life. Mm -hmm. um, but he went on, he got a check with the VA, 
he did he went to indianapolis from my hometown of illinois and did rounds and then came back to illinois in springfield and continued to do some rounds and i mean fought it i mean mm -hmm. he was just like my mom just a trooper he was still frying chicken and, and still mm -hmm. yes. <laughs> frying yes, potatoes and he was chef he's chef boy our negro that's what i used to call him so um, until uh december of 16 when the doctor said, you know, it has spread and there's really at this point, not, it's not responding to anything. Mm -hmm. And so you need to prepare yourself. Mm -hmm. Not in a million years that I think it would just take till April and he would be gone. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and so he died in April. Um, but uh, so my sister took care of his estate Okay. Um, as the administrator of his estate. He did not have a power of attorney. Um, but my mother, stuff's in order. Like I said, she's independent. Her stuff's in order. Mm -hmm. So she knows who she wants to do, you know, certain things. And that responsibility she laid on me a long time ago. Mm -hmm. okay. But now it came into a real perspective. Right. It's like, all right, Chris. So she was giving me copies of papers and I had to be Listen. asking her questions mm -hmm. in case she should become, you know, incapacitated. Yep. What's mm -hmm. your wishes first? Mm -hmm. And then, you know, I'll help my sister and my brother and I to get to and manage what our wishes are. But let's start from the base of mm -hmm. your wishes. Correct. And so it became that perspective. Um, so that that's something that light is different. So it's like now we got to kind of prepare, mm -hmm. you know, that mom is, you know, 68 and she's very healthy. She has um, a threshold for pain. Mm -hmm. Sheesh, like you're talking about this woman didn't take any like pain medication after her um, mastectomy. I'm sorry, what? Except, right. What? Maybe maybe one time did she take one of those those wow. heavy pain meds. Wow. Other than that, she was doing ibuprofen like. Really? Mm. That's not me. But um, <laughs> not my not testimony. <laughs> At all. <laughs> Wasn't my mother's either. <laughs> but she was taking it like a champ. But mm. to you know have to see so to see her in the awesome light of being a woman of faith, mm -hmm. but then also realizing that you know this is real. Mm -hmm. We got to know what to do just in case, mm -hmm. um, and preparing for. Mm -hmm. Yeah. When know, my parents go out of town, and y'all know they stay going somewhere always. Um, when they go out of town, <laughs> they always. <laughs> my mom will either email me. Pool. Hello, in the sunshine, leaving, leaving us. Oh, we, we was going to go away. Of course y'all was going to go away. Y'all in Florida and we up here in right. Pittsburgh, mad because it's Hello. cold. Oh, we're just going on another cruise. Oh, another one? Oh, that's fine. That's fine. Um, but every time they go somewhere, they um, either email me or they text me all of their like account information. Mm. Okay, this with this bank, is we have this. With this bank, we have that's this. It. Mm -hmm. We have our insurance here. We have this. And when they first started doing it, I would get mad. I'm like, y'all ain't going nowhere. Like, <laughs> y'all ain't going nowhere. Like, stop it. But then, of course, again, That's as they get life. older, you're like, oh, snap. Okay. Right. Yeah. And then it becomes real. It becomes, Absolutely. you know, like I said, even after my, my dad's um, last surgery, this baby's laying on the bed, laying on the, we waiting for them to will him into surgery. Mm -hmm. And um, so he, he had his, you know, his hip replaced. You know, he had he was in his car accident yep. or whatever. So all of these, the last two times he had them replaced, it was because something got recalled in the right. hip parts that they used twice. So this baby is telling me laying on the bed of affliction. <laughs> now, if I don't make it out, oh man, the the um, class action lawsuit papers are on the table. They're already signed. He said, so if I don't make it, you got money. He said, either way, you got money coming. I said, Dad, no, okay, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> thank you for the for the coins. But I want to see you I out wanna, here. I right. want you to be in right. recovery. Right, but it, But States. it's real life, though. Yeah. You know what I mean? My dad yeah. is 71. Okay. Like, my mom is what? I think 66, I think. Yeah, she just turned 66. Real life. Mm -hmm. Like, real life. So I, I completely get that whole um, seeing the faith, because you know yeah. my mom and dad are people of faith as well, but... Right. Then seeing the reality, like, oh, snap, um, this just got real. Yeah. It's funny that y'all bring that up because, once again, I'm odd man out because my mom refused to have those conversations. And uh, I had to force her. Mm -hmm. I'm like, mommy, if something happens, I need to know what to do. Mm -hmm. Like, me and Bruce can try our best to make decisions, but you what still you have want? siblings and stuff alive oh, who might try to, you know, override mm -hmm. us. Mm -hmm. And I need to know. Mm -hmm. We have to have this conversation. So mm -hmm. once she got through chemo and was kind of like you know able to i didn't want to you know bombard her with it while she was going through chemo and stuff but once she got through chemo i i went downtown myself got the papers i got medical power of attorney and the uh, executor of the estate and i took it to her house and i made her mommy this is something that we need and then right. thank god we know a notary took it straight to our note to took uh to diana and had her notarize it mm -hmm. well actually had her come to the house and notarize it but um my mother just, she doesn't, 
my mother, my family is a family of faith. Um, but I noticed that, um, I'm probably one of the ones who has the strongest level of faith in my family. Mm -hmm. And so it was difficult for my mom to understand. I'm like, ain't nobody saying that you're going anywhere, right. but we have to understand the reality of where right. you are. Right. And if something happens, Bruce and I are just going to be standing there with our hands tied because we're not going to know what mm -hmm. to do. Yeah. So I, I, I get, I get that a hundred percent. Like yeah. we got to know it's real. We get, we got mm -hmm. faith, but we also have wisdom and we have yes. knowledge and we have, and we have to use it. it. Yes, yeah. absolutely. There's a lot of stuff that, so our hands tend to be tied, mm -hmm. but then there's a lot of legal stuff that ties our hands too. Correct. Uh, and so yeah. if things aren't in order, then yeah. your hands are tied either way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You can't move. Yeah. Um, and so, and then that's when you find, a lot of times when families have to take care of stuff out of their own pocket, yep. uh, yeah. you know, because their hands are tied by, you know, legal ramifications from the state. Mm -hmm. um, but when you have your paperwork in order, you can go and file things and keep on moving. And, keep yep. moving. Mm -hmm. and you know, if that you know individual, your family mem member has things set up, then you can tap into money that's already there and you don't have yeah. to do it out of your pocket. We as African-Americans need to do better with that. Yeah, absolutely. A hundred percent. For sure. That's And that's one of the reasons why I did it. I told her, I said, you may not care anything about this. But it's a good thing that you made me POA because then I can make it, I can make decisions mm -hmm. and Bruce and I can go and say, okay, this is what we're going to do. Like mm -hmm. we make sure that we have an, ins an insurance policy so that if something happens to her, she doesn't have to worry about paying it. We're paying it mm -hmm. so that if something happens, we're not stuck paying stuff out of pocket. Mm -hmm. yeah. So yeah, yeah. absolutely. Wonderful. That's it's so crucial. Mm -hmm. Um, and like you said, as a community, we need to do better. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, I think a lot of times people use the, um, excuse, so to speak, that they don't know, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And if you don't know, of course, I mean, yeah. okay, I get it, yeah. but you need to have something in order, baby. You ain't going to be here forever. Mm -hmm. That's it. You know what I mean? And at the end of the day, um, who, who's it going to fall on? Right. You know, we're not trying to put you in no pine box, baby. We we want to send you off right. 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 But you, that means you have to get stuff in order now. Right. But that, I mean, that could be a whole other conversation for another time about African-Americans and the healthcare system and that. Yeah. Oh, yes. That's a whole other ball We'll be game. here until tomorrow. Oh, yes. Don't even get me started. <laughs> so, cool, cool. Okay, so let me ask you this. As women, how does it make you feel that your mom had breast cancer? Like, what did it make mm. you think about your own health? Man, it's the first question I asked was about the BRCA gene. That was the first question I asked. Mm -hmm. I was like, "Do will I get it? How do we find out? Do y'all need to stick me right now and take my blood? Mm -hmm. I need to know." Mm -hmm. And um, the the oncologist was very impressed at my you know my knowledge. knowledge, and I was just like, "No!" Like as soon as you, as soon as she found we found out that she had it, that was my first question mm -hmm. because it's real. It happens. So um, she got tested, and thank God she was she didn't have it. So I didn't have much to worry about. Um, my issue comes because on my father's side, um, my grandmother was diagnosed with breast cancer a couple years ago. Mm. And so, um, my PCP, um, her side, I don't know, I guess it would be a minor, um, is in genetics. Oh, cool. So yeah. she, um, per she called me in for like an appointment just to go over my family history with cancer. And there's can there's different cancers on both sides of my family. And she's like, if you... If anybody else gets cancer anytime soon, you need to come back because then we can we can then have your insurance pay for genetic testing uh, yeah, for you. Yeah. For right now, I'm I'm safe. Okay. Um, but that was something that was majorly important to me because I'm like, I don't I got kids to have, I got stuff to do, like I don't mm -hmm. I I can't mm -mm, I can't. And then being close to you and mm -hmm. knowing that it can happen young, mm -hmm. even though you didn't come until after, you came a year after my mom, your diagnosis came a year mm -hmm. after my mom. So finding that out, that was a shock. I was like, oh, it really could yeah. happen. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Oh man. Okay. So I really need to pay attention. I really need to be proactive about my health. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Mm -hmm. For me, um, so my mother mentioned the BRCA gene and that, uh, genetic testing as it relates to that. Okay. Um, and then for me, so June, I just turned 40. Mm -hmm. um, and so the wheels began to turn even more so for me now um, in getting mammograms. Mm -hmm. So in mm -hmm. September, got my first mammogram. Mm -hmm. How was that? How was that? Experience until they went to stretch my breast and that hurt. Thank you. <laughs> um, I was good. And I was like, wait, now this, this right here, just this part. Go? Well, you don't got to um, tell me. You don't got to, because I don't want nobody to be put on blast. 
but listen, <laughs> she was a wonderful tech. Absolutely. Um, I went to probably the best place possible in the city of Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Um, but that little part there, I was like, oh, girl. this little test here. <laughs> so, I'm I was like, minority. my little breast ain't was so big. I ain't, these girls ain't big. You, girl, well, here's the thing. Mine are big, they and they stretched. still hurt. Like, like <laughs> just beyond measure. Woo. Oh, and let's pr- bring it up and stop breathing. Right. And, oh, oh, my gosh. Really? Bam. <laughs> ain't he dead. This year alone, I had two mammograms, and I was over it. Like, <laughs> So, I get it. Totally get it. Oh totally my gosh. And because my breasts are dense, they, okay, we need this angle and we need up and because <laughs> you ain't had no mammogram yet, Not yet. but they, <laughs> one of the angles, I don't know if they did this angle with you. They did an up and down angle. Yes. So the machine was facing this way. And because Latin. my breast, <laughs> oh. girl, this baby was standing beside Latin me and y'all twist. know my, my breasts are big and they're heavy. So this Ooh. little old white lady. Trying to handle this big brown boob, <laughs> trying to push it up with yep, one hand, yep. press the pedal with her foot, and try to adjust the screen so that the middle of my breast is in the middle of the screen. Girl, it's a whole catastrophe oh, when I go. I'm not looking forward it's to this. It's a whole catastrophe. It's a whole thing. I think that's what scared my mom, honestly. Like, she had heard horror stories about Ooh. it and just didn't want to go. Thing, it's not that bad, like, initially. Yeah. I can only attest for me, last time I went, because I was having breast pain, Last time I went, um, they wanted it magnified by where my scar is, where I had my surgery. Okay. okay. Because I did have calcification. Well, I do have calcification. Okay. And they were like, okay, I had it at the top of the year, and they just wanted to make sure. She was like, so she had to switch out the screen and do something, something, mm-hmm. something. And then, you know, she was lifting and tucking and bringing, and she put this whole new plate on. I was like, and wow. then she had to stretch your skin and then move your armpit here and put your arm and stop breathing. Mm-hmm. I was like, you know yeah. what? Yeah. <laughs> and I don't, And here's the thing. I don't even think, I mean, yes, the mammogram hurt, mm-hmm. but it was the whole process going through it. Okay. I mean, I can't attest for anybody else, but, I mean, I started getting mammograms at 36. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And this is, this is me for the rest of my life. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, holy cow. Like... <laughs> I'm hurting. <laughs> Squeeze. And then they turn the knob. Oh, all right. Well, we got to keep talking about it. I'm well, going nightmares. Well, well, I would say, so no knob turning where I went. Oh. But the machine does all the turning. Oh. So it moves itself to where oh, it no, needs you, you to be. Oh, I mean, no. the text sets you. Oh, no. But it moves you and sets you. So no. it doesn't last long. But no, it's, it doesn't it's, last it's long. A, it's a pinch it's out a of this world. It's not a pinch. It's like <laughs> you made that up, Chris. It's not a, it's not a pinch. pinch where, where did she get pinch from? What this is pinch? No, this is like oof. it's quite the experience. And it what, is. what got me was okay. So she said, from what she could see, things were cool, mm. and she really can't say that. She said the doctor has to look yeah, at it of and course, things of that nature. Mm. And with it being my first time, when she mentioned that I may get a call to come back if it needs to be at a different angle. <laughs> No. I had to take a deep breath and be like, oh, wait, let's no. get myself together. No. I tell you, look at it right now. Back. I'm not leaving. Like, it's already in my files. Like, because of my history, you're going to tell me today. Right. And if that means I need to, and I've sat there for like two hours sometimes. And I'm like, no, I'm not leaving. Because mm-hmm. I'm, what I'm not going to do is hear any news over the phone. Because yeah. if right. y'all need something else, I'm not coming back in here. Let's get it, get everything. And usually they need more. Oh, we need some more images. Let's go. Mm-hmm. Oh, That's why I stayed. Mm-mm. I'm not doing, doing that. I'm not, mm-mm. So... Isn't that interesting, though? It is very. Like, is it, like... It's very. You know how to pay attention. Yes. And for me, turning 40, still wanting to be married, still wanting to have children. Mm-hmm. And then, so my paternal grandmother had breast cancer, mm. um, but didn't get into her 80s. Okay. Oh, wow, And yeah. then my, um, you know, my maternal mother, you know, has breast cancer. And then uh, grandfather had brain, um, oh. a brain tumor. And then my dad had prostate cancer. Mm-hmm. And so it's just like, all right, you know, if we're going to get this thing, let it be after we marry and have kids. Now, Listen, mm-hmm. let's not, you know, mess I with know that part. Right. So that along with, you know, just the processing of becoming mm-hmm. 40 made it a little bit more emotional for processing and Listen. reality. And, I mean, I know, um, I mean, can I say the news? You can, um, sure. Kelly's pregnant. Woo-woo. Um, <laughs> so how did that fare with not necessarily – your history because I mean clearly you got pregnant but mm-hmm. so in your in your future like as you get older does, is breast cancer in the back of your mind absolutely 100% okay like it's um the one thing that I that I realized was how easily it happened mm-hmm. um or how quickly I guess it happened but outside of that it's just like well, am I going to have to worry about this in 10 years? Mm-hmm. Um, because I'm 35. Mm-hmm. So I'll start 
testing, you know, getting my mammograms and stuff when I turn 40, unless, Something unless somebody in my family gets breast cancer, uh, gets any type of cancer, mm-hmm. especially if there's a, a female, because my mom has um, one living sister. So if something were to happen with my aunt and she were to get cancer or one of her, or her daughter or son got cancer or something like that, then my, my, um, my doctor would push for me to get mm-hmm. um, a mammogram. So unless that happens between now and the time that I'm 40, it's definitely something that I think about because like Crystal and I have a lot of history of cancer. My, my grandmother died from bowel duct cancer. Um, my grandma too. I know. Our grandmothers. R.I.P. Nanas. R.I.P. Nanas. Um, uh, I have a cousin a couple of times, maybe once removed. Um, and she's younger than me and has been battling a, a really rare cancer. And she had to have like a double of a, a mastectomy. I think she had a full hysterectomy mm. and she just turned 30. Mm. So she, her dealing, you know, with that. So it's always something that's in the back of my mind. But like we've been saying, being women of faith, I don't let it consume mm-hmm. what, what's going to happen with me on a daily basis mm-hmm. on a, you know, on a yearly basis, because if it's going to happen, I know that I'm proactive about everything. I, I'm the one that gets on my doctor's nerves, especially, like I said, I, I, even being a co-survivor of a, um, you know, with my mom, she's my mom and she's older and some of these things happen. A lot of things changed when you got sick. And mm-hmm. that was when I was just like, yeah. okay, I really need to pay attention to what's mm-hmm. going on. It puts you in, like it, like I said, put you into perspective. Like mm-hmm. she was 36. Like I'm, I'm finna be 36 in like five mm-hmm. months. Like that's something that could happen to me. Mm-hmm. So it's more so knowing somebody young mm-hmm. and me still being young. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh man, yeah. this could happen mm-hmm. for real. Girl, who you telling? <laughs> like what? I have what? You said what? Wait, one more time. What? I don't think I heard you. I don't know. What did you say? <laughs> I think you made it that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what did you say again? <laughs> I have what? Uh. Um, so cool. Yeah, I, I think that's... Um, vital Um, i mean i can only speak from my perspective that i think about it all the time Mm. but i had it you know what i'm saying but you all have not and Mm. it's very interesting to um recognize inwardly the quiet conversations that you have about stuff Mm -hmm. um in your mind that you process but don't process but it's always it's like a, a a gnat at a barbecue. like Absolutely. Mm-hmm. That's oh a great goodness. way to, to describe that it. A gnat at a barbecue. This is yes. <laughs> but didn't it paint the picture now? It did. It did. <laughs> it did. Only See? you would say something like that, but and it makes you got perfect it. sense. And you got it. it, it but that's sense. kind of like, what it out is, here. right? Like, what? Oh, no. I, I thought it was. Uh, it is. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, but it's, it's interesting because, I mean, because now, like, um, you already know, my, we were talking about Nana. Mm-hmm. Nana had bowel duct uh, cancer when she was in her 80s. My aunt BJ had breast cancer. Mm-hmm. She was diagnosed two years before me, mm-hmm. um, the year after my dad was diagnosed. And then, so my aunt BJ was in 14, my dad was in 15, and I was in 16. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I mean, I'm already worried, you know what I'm saying, right. about myself because I had it. But then that makes me think about my mom. That makes me think about my brother. Right. Um, now, they granted, they were older, but still, like, family history, yeah. it's always in the back of your mind. That's mm-hmm. why I always get on my brother, like, did you go to the doctor? And, you know, in the in our family, anyway, there's tons of stuff. So, mm-hmm. you know, like, okay, get your heart checked, because you know the Murphys be dropping like flies. Like, what is what happened to heart? Murphys and Johnson. Uh, okay. okay. Um, so I think it's very interesting what what you either do or do not feed mentally after a big diagnosis or after a big something trauma mm-hmm. yeah. that happens. Um, and then, you know, of course with you, um, being pregnant, I mean, it, you think about your seed, you think about your future, you think about your children right. and, um, how that will affect them. Although they won't know like Nana, mm-hmm. um, Susan, or, you know, even my children, but it is still something, a precautionary measure you have to think about. Absolutely. Um, for their own sake, you know what I mean, going yeah. forward. So it's always so interesting. It's so interesting. Okay. So, um, again, you know, being women, the women of faith that we are, um, it's always um, interesting to see, uh, how do I want to say this? It's interesting to see what or where your faith takes you. Yeah. So, you know, you know, again, we talked about our parents and our families being people of faith. 
But let's be real. Y'all, y'all gotta, I mean, come on. Like there had to be some moments where y'all was like, God, for real. Oh, oh absolutely. absolutely. Like, <laughs> absolutely. Are you That's kidding what me? we doing now? Okay. This is where we at? Because here's the kicker. I mean, I, I can only speak for me being the one that went through it. I mean, my faith was strong. Y'all already know. I was oh, like, yep, no, I'm yep, good. God told yep, me, you know, whatever. Yep, you did. But, um. And did. Who's <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, oh. Oh, this is where yeah, we are? Yeah, no. So I have mm-hmm. to be done crying now? Okay. No, okay. literally. People, no problem. <laughs> no problem. Right. People do not believe me that I actually said that. I said, no. they were like, you said that to people? I said, no, yeah, I said that to did. people. She did. No. I and said, she I'm not said playing it on this podcast, y'all. We are here to validate. Listen. She, she said did. it. No, I wasn't playing. Because I know what he told me. I knew, and he said, no, I got you. This is just going to be another chapter. Oh, okay. So there's going to be glory after this. Oh, okay, oh, cool. All right. And when I told people, I tell people all the time, no, I told my friends and family, specifically the ones that I told face-to-face, I told them, like, if I'm not crying, you can't cry. I'm good. People were like, oh, okay. Uh, okay. All right. <laughs> Legit. Because she told me, and I was walking through a grocery store, and I couldn't react because she wasn't reactive. Mm-mm. I was, I felt like somebody punched me in my stomach Mm-mm. and she said, no, I'm okay. We're not talking about this right now, but you needed to know. Uh, okay. <laughs> and when I got off the phone with her and fell out in giant eagle because she said she was okay and no. we weren't doing this. Mm-mm. So, we okay. Weren't. But yes. And we didn't. Yeah. Did yeah. not. We didn't. But at some juncture, <laughs> <laughs> at some juncture, your faith is tested. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, I know with Mawilla, of course, she, this baby, said, let me bring him with me. Right. <laughs> yes, Lord. The On the gurney. Mm-hmm. Hello. Um, but tell me how it tested your faith, though. Oh, my first question to God was, what makes you think I'm strong enough to handle this? Mm-hmm. That was my question to God. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a chronic pain disorder. I have fibromyalgia. And I had just made the decision to go back to school. And I was already second guessing my ability to get through school, Mm -hmm. dealing with fibromyalgia. And then my mother got sick. And I was like, for real, God, Mm -hmm. at what in the world do you see in me that you believe I can handle this on top of everything else Mm -hmm. that I'm doing? No, you made that up. I'm done. I was going to quit school. You made it up. (laughs) I was, I was completely. The creator of the universe. (laughs) He made it up. up. Yes. The creator of everything that we see. Mm, Made this up. And don't see. Right. Made this. You know what? You made it up. Yes. You made it. And that's, and that's exactly how I felt. And I was ready, completely, completely ready to quit school. And it was my counselor. I had been, mm. I had been seeing a counselor for a long time. She's amazing. Shout out to Dr. Tinsley. Woo-hoo. You're Dr. great. T. Yes. We love you love, so much, Dr. T. Love the harmony. We love, um, we love you, Dr. T. Yeah. She's Dr. So T, so you're, the, you're the best. You're the best. I would, I would not have made it through the last 10 years if it weren't for her. Eight and years for me. <laughs> so you just going to keep plugging your own? How much was it? Eight years for Eight me. Eight years for you. Ten years for me. <laughs> um... I would not have made it through. And, and that I was telling her in therapy. I'm like, I can't do this. Mm -hmm. I don't, it's October. We halfway through the semester. I'm about to finals and stuff is about Mm -hmm. to come. I, um, it's funny that we're talking about this today. Um, because in my Facebook memories, um, today was the last day of the semester four years ago. And I managed to pull a 3.6 and I have no idea how I was able to do it. That's exactly what you posted on (laughs) That's exactly what you posted. That was the comment that you said. You said, you said, God, Kale, won't God do it? That's exactly what you said, Chris. So just your consistent sis. I've been saying one of the most consistent friends I got is Crystalline. That is exactly what you said. But um, I, I remember everything that I was trying, that I was getting through. And one of the things um, that reminded me, well, two, it was two teachers. Um, I had um, a special ed class. And I had missed so much class. I'm taking my uh, my mom's uh, surgeries and doctor's appointments and things like that Mm -hmm. always ended up on a day that I had his class at that Mm -hmm. time. And there was nothing that I can do about it. And that man, I came into his office the month before classes were over. And he said, you get one mom and one family. You handle your family. School will be here. Mm -hmm. And so he let me turn in my assignments as I could get them done. And then at the end of the semester, he didn't even count what I hadn't turned in. He did not count that as a part of my my grade. So So I ended up with a B plus in his class when I should have had, I should have failed that class, Mm -hmm. like easily should have failed that class. And Mm -hmm. I didn't. Um, And one of my other professors, um, (laughs) Dr. Torregano, 
she said to me, she was, she was great because her words to me were so important. She said, um, I know, you know, God, and one of two things are going to happen. She said, your mom's going to be fine because one of two things, two things are going to happen. Either God is going to take the disease from your mom or God is going to take your mom from the disease. Either way, it won't stay and she'll be fine. And that was Tara, Tara Gano, Tara Gano. So she, it is, she, Alyssa, she may as well be a brand. Um, as long as she'd been teaching, be a brand. Um, but it was, Hashtag that was for me, the turning, <laughs> sorry, I couldn't let it go. Sorry. That was for me, the turning point faith wise. Mm-hmm. Um, because like I said earlier, I was always, I've always been one of the ones since my grandmother passed, one of the, the people who carried faith and my, who my family looks to, um, in, in crises. And it's like, okay, well, how's Kelly going to handle this? Cause she mm-hmm. says she loved God. So be an example. what's she about to do? Mm-hmm. And that for me was a turning point. I'm like, all right, well, God, you, um, you said you wasn't going to leave me here by myself. Listen, so, right, um, right. I'm going to have to hold you to <laughs> that. Me. This is, this is hard. And I don't know what the next couple months are going to look like, mm-hmm. but I have to trust that you said that you wasn't going to leave me here by myself. So Holy Ghost. let's ride. <laughs> like, That's it. and, mm-hmm. and it, and it, it helped. Yeah. It, it definitely helped. And there were days when I was just like fights air shaking my fists up at God. But first of all, don't ever say <laughs> <laughs> now you always talk about me speaking in abbreviations but all about you speaking in bitmoji <laughs> fight air <laughs> what hell get out of here man fight air but that's how i felt man there would be days where i would just be like Ah, like yeah. throwing stuff around and then mm-hmm. I'd be like, all right, but you already resolved that you're going to be okay. So mm-hmm. have your moment, yep. get it out sure. and then yeah. keep it rolling. Keep it rolling. Yeah. You have things to accomplish and she can't be strong if you're not strong. Right. <sighs> okay. God, right. I hear you. Let's get this. Right. All right. All right. I'm and back it definitely now. brings you into perspective. Yeah. Um, faith is not faith unless it's tested. That's what I believe. She needs an offering. <laughs> I believe. And a license. Um, <laughs> you know what? Don't start, okay? And remind me to tell you what Dr. T told me. Remind I wish y'all could see my hands lifted right now because Crystalline's speaking the word. <laughs> you know what? Y'all can't tell we like the same because that's all we ever do. Um, and if you're watching the video, that, oh, just don't mind us at all. Okay? At all, please. Anything that we're doing at all, don't mind us. Um, but I mean, that's what I believe and and you know, going through cancer myself, that's kind of what, that was one of the resolves I came to mm-hmm. because I mean, you can't make sense of having cancer at 36. No, you just can't make sense of it. No, there's just shakes hands in the air. <laughs> Fights air. Fights air. Fights air. Oh my bad. If you won't quote Wrong me, quote me right. Wrong bit moji, my bad. <laughs> um, but you just can't make sense of it. And then, you know, being a person of faith and being someone who y'all already know has already gone through stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm, breast cancer is just not my my only surviving it's moment. Not. And there'll be podcasts on that coming. Don't worry about it. And books and some other stuff. Um, but um, that's not my first surviving moment, but it was my toughest surviving moment as an adult. Mm-hmm. And like being a woman of faith, of course I called him out. And y'all know I talked to him just like I talked to y'all. Like I don't play no games. Truth. Like legit. Like you want to do what? You want to allow, huh? I was mad. Mm -hmm. I was livid, Mm -hmm. mad, just pissed. And, but I came to, to the resolve, you know, we had a couple combos and, you know, he let me scream. He let me cry. He let me do whatever. Um, but after our conversations and, you know, after the smoke cleared, I came to the resolve that my faith would not be my faith unless it was tested. So how can you tell someone how great and mighty he is without a faith that's been tested under fire? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, I think it's always interesting when you have loved ones um, that are around you that are tested, but it also tests your faith. Absolutely. Because it's like, okay, now, um, because being first line survivors, Mm -hmm. first line caregivers, first line co-survivors, it directly affects you. You know what I mean? Like that's your parent. So there's no way you can be like, y'all know my dad's side of the family is huge. If somebody gets sick, 
you know, I kind of just check through somebody else. Right. Just okay. to make sure people's, you know, cool. Not unless it's my grandmother or somebody like my aunt or uncle. That's different. But, um, like if it's a third cousin, like, are they good? Are they? Okay, cool. Cool. Right. Okay. But you don't have a choice but to be frontline. You don't yeah. have a choice with a mom to be, um, distant. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it tests. Mm-hmm. It does. Um, and I'm grateful, you know what I mean, that God allows us the faith and the gracing. You know, this is just a season of grace. Hello. Um, I'm just to, grateful for his gracing. <laughs> what? We're not finna go here today. Oh, sorry. Um, I'm just grateful, you know what I mean, that even through it all and watching you two go through it with your parents um, even gave me strength, you know what I mean, to to be able to see, um, not ne- maybe in a selfish way. I'm sorry. Sometimes I'm selfish with my friends. Um, that if I ever were to get sick again, I know, I know who's here. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know what's up. hundred percent. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, thank you. You know, thank you. I was going to say something similar because y'all were two of my main people Mm. when my mom was going through like crystalline dog on crystalline, man. She's just a godsend. She's a, she's, she's a rock in a weary land for real. Cause (laughs) like for real. Because Crystalline is one of those people who was like, okay, have your moment. All right. How you feeling today, sis? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. You done? Okay. Well, what, what, what okay. We what's, what's next? Mm-hmm. What you got to do next? How's mom? What, you, what, what appointment mm-hmm. she got? Like, if I didn't have the support, like, I was my mom's support, mm-hmm. but I still needed support. Of course. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. so, and I, and this is not to um, say anything ill against my family, but like I said, my level of faith is somewhere different. Yeah. So I needed people who I know that I knew that I knew that I knew would ha- be able to lift me mm-hmm. as well as lift my mom. Mm-hmm. And so if I didn't have that support system for me, mm-hmm. then I wouldn't have been able to be the support for my mom. Mm-hmm. I needed a place to be able to go and retreat to yep. and, and have my, cause I couldn't have those moments in front of her. I didn't <clears> want <throat> to have them in front of my brother. So mm-hmm. I needed to have a safe space. And I mm-hmm. think that's important as a first line co-survivor. Mm-hmm. If we, it, we are looked to, to be strong and to care and mm-hmm. all of that stuff. And that's, that's not necessarily a bad thing, mm-hmm. but you have to have somewhere in you or somewhere around you, a place where you can just like, let go like and be able mm-hmm. to be like, especially as people of faith, because like you said, it's real. We get like, we we're people mm-hmm. like, we're, we're human, mm-hmm. so we have human emotions. Yep. So I needed to be able to be like, this is so stupid. Mm-hmm. Oh, this gets on my nerves. Listen. And be able to get that out and not be judged. Yep. And yeah. then be like, all right, I know, sis, this is whack. But um, like Crystalline, <laughs> Crystalline was... The, the soft the soft one you were tough but it was Girl. what I needed yeah and it so I, mean, I needed need, both yeah, sides yeah, I needed yeah, both yeah. sides and so that was that was so thank y'all you oh, know so beautiful. just yeah. a thankful moment but here's I, here's something that clearly speaks to me and you know being someone who's always been the strong one yes um you learn that you can't expect someone to lift you that you're lifting mm. like you can't <laughs> grabs tissue <laughs> You're so stupid. I'm finna throw something at you. Those of y'all who are not watching, I'm about to throw something at her. Um, But you just can't. That's all. You know, you find out in some of those dark moments, you find out in some of those um, moments that your faith is tested. Like you said, you you need a safe haven where you can be covered Mm -hmm. and not judged and, you know, not looked at like, well, I thought your faith. I'm sorry, what? Right. Like, you need places like that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I had to come to a realization and continually have to. Mm -hmm. As we get older, you know, our our circumstances change, our environments change, our circles change. Mm -hmm. Um, But you can't expect someone to lift you that you're lifting. That, you can't. And, And it's great and it's awesome to be able to have that space, to be able to have those people uh, that you can be like, all right, now listen mm-hmm. and be straight up honest, straight up true. Mm-hmm. This is where I am. And we'd be like, all right, cool. All right. I mean, all right, have it. Go ahead mm-hmm. have your moment. Do what you need to do. All uh, right. How now. much time you need? All right. I'm right. checking on you tomorrow. <laughs> right. Um, but we're going to keep it moving. Mm-hmm. We're going to keep it all the way moving. So I think, I think a lot of that, and you guys correct me if, if, if I'm wrong, I think a lot of our faith and, and, um, determination stems from our mothers mm-hmm. um not necessarily because y'all already know Gwen hey mom 
Um, Hi, mom. You know she Gigi. don't play. She be tired in a mug and be like, "Oh no, I gotta go do this. You gotta do what? Mom, relax. Man, <laughs> what are you doing?" Uh, <laughs> but I think we can we can definitely attest that a lot of our strength and uh, our determination comes from our mothers because that's who we learn it from. Mm-hmm. So that's exactly why I wanted you all to be on here because I think it's important that although you all have not yet in your own body been tested by cancer you've been tested by cancer right. yeah. um, and, and not just from a friend, not, you know, just from a coworker, Chris, for you, for your mom and your dad, right. you know what I mean? And Kale for you, your grandmother, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So it's not just you, you have not fought it physically, but you are fighting, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And, and I think that's also a very um, important story to tell because yes, I have physically been, been um, affected by it. But you all have fought with me and with your other loved ones just as hard as I'm fighting. Yep. Um, and that's important, specifically as women, African-American women, mm-hmm. whose African-American mothers have fought yes. the disease. Yeah. Um, and you've lived, they've lived, amen, amen. but you are now living to, I wanted to say, living to <laughs> live again. To live. <laughs> living to live again. Y'all know, too mm-hmm. so deep. But I think that's amazing. License. That's amazing. What you say? License. License. That's going to be the hashtag. I'm just going to put it on our wall on Facebook. You know, don't do that. License. Don't do me. Don't do me. Anyway. But yeah, so thank you for being on. You know, you're welcome. You know, Indeed. it's, it's, you know, I, 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 as I've been telling <clears throat> other, co, uh, other co-survivors and other survivors that I've, I've had on the podcast, um, the whole point and premise for me is to bring light to something that people don't see. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people know that young adults mm-hmm. deal with cancer, whether having it or sur- being a co-survivor or caregiver, um, but they don't see it. Right. They know it, right. but they can't put a face with it. They can't put a voice with it. Right. They can't put a first line story with it. Yep. And that's um, what makes it real for us. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. So and I want to make people can... see. I mean, I'm grateful y'all raising money and y'all giving money to the organizations. Y'all already know how I think yes. about pink. Don't even get me started. If you've ever listened to my first episode, go back. I did. Indeed. <laughs> Indeed. Hashtag, we're pink, write a check. Write a check. Hello. Write a check. Or at least give you time. Hello. Um, Volunteer. Right. Do something. <clears throat> but um, it's crucial. Mm-hmm. It's crucial for people to be able to hear the story and see we're all affected by it somehow, some way. Mm-hmm. And I know there's tons of people out there that would be like, oh, snap. Okay. You don't have to suffer in silence. No. Right. Exactly. You exactly. Don't. So that's why I think it's, it's crucial um, so did you guys want to plug anything? Like if people have questions, comments, concerns, um, can people find you in there anywhere oh, if they need to? Um, I'm on Facebook. My name is Kelly K E L L E Y Johnson. E Y. Um, I'm on Instagram at born underscore two, not the number T O, um, underscore teach 83. Amen. And this baby got some some tutoring services for Absolutely. your life. Absolutely. <gasps> she got true. some tutoring services right? for your life. This is true. You want to plug that true. real quick? Um, Grace Academy and Early Learning Center um, is on Facebook, just as it sounds, um, and not the word and, the ampersand sign. And then on Instagram, um, at Grace Academy ELC. And what do you me do? Up. I'm sorry. What do you question? do? What do you do? Um, I am a, um, <laughs> I'm like, what are you saying to me? Um, I am a uh, early childhood teacher. My specialty is kindergarten through fourth grade. Um, I do reading and math intervention mostly, but can help um, all the way up to, I would say, eighth grade, um, spe- specifically with reading and math. Love what I do. It's a good time. Check out my page. You'll see um, pictures of the kids that I've helped and different things. If you need anything, hit me up. Oh, at Grace Academy, ELC at gmail.com. That too. Boom. And I'll have everything in the show notes, guys. So you don't have to really search. And Miss Doctor. Doctor. <laughs> Doctor Barger. Doctor Crystal and Barger. Let's get that correct. You want to plug anything? Sure. I'm definitely on Facebook as Crystal and Barger. C-R-Y-S-T-A-L-I-N-E. First name is Crystal Barger. Um, I'm also at Crystalline.Barger at, what well, we do, underscore Barger at hotmail.com. And then I'm also at Twitter, on Twitter, Dr. Crystal Barger. Come on, Dr. Crystal Barger. I didn't know you was on Twitter. Yes. 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 I'm about to follow my sister right now. Dr. Crystal Barger. Mm -hmm. And this is a woman of gold. Huh. This baby graduated. (laughs) Was just up there beaming like she was indeed. Hi, sis. 
just did because my kid was sick. That's all right. So yes, hit them up. Um, you know, I, I keep a, a good circle. <laughs> we don't play those games. Not at all. Um, but guys, again, thank you for being on. They will. really didn't know what to expect. They were like, so are there questions? I was yeah. like, no. No, Mm-mm. we just gonna go. We just gonna do what we do. She did indeed. I did, mm-hmm. and, and I we like, did, <laughs> and did, and we did. But yeah, hopefully, I mean, if you've made it until the end, thank you so much. Um, hopefully, something that we've discussed or something that we've said um, has resonated with you. Uh, hopefully, you can grab some nuggets um, from anything that has been discussed. Um, you know, we're out here trying to put a face to young adult um, survivorship, young adult, whether it's cancer or co-survivors. We're here. And, you know, we're making it. We're still living. We're pressing. And we're doing what we need to do. So, guys, thank you so much again for rocking with me. Um, And I'll check you guys out on the the next one. What am I saying? (laughs) I'll check you out on the next one. (laughs) Peace. See ya. See ya.